Hi, it's Ted here, the unofficial spokesperson for Consumer Cellular, with some very official advice. All right, how do I put this lightly? Your wireless provider is overcharging you. Well, that was easier than I thought it would be. So, get the exact same coverage as the major carriers at half the cost. Switch and save up to $250 a year on all the talk, text, and data you need at ConsumerCellular.com. Previously on Androids and Aliens. Here you stand, outside this door, which you believe leads to the command section of the Empire of Bones. As a team of undead monks laid down the gauntlet. They're also known as black monks. They, among a host of other things, have Salarian abilities. The Ultronauts captain finally revealed his face. Black skin still adhering to parts of its body and these empty eye sockets staring back at you. Let me show you what it looks like. Oh, that's terrifying. As the crew yet again engineered a way to hold the line. Which actually kills him. What? Oh, <laughs> oh amazing. You know what, Burger? Can they finally complete their mission? This team isn't the Drift Rock 5 anymore. They've changed. And they are now on the command deck of the Empire of Bones. The adventure continues. Inches away from either saving the world or destroying it. Now... Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 150 of Androids and Aliens. Can you believe it? 150! 150! (laughs) Can't believe it. Whoo! Sydney, how long you been with us? I was going to say, that can't be right, because I joined the show, and I definitely haven't done 150 episodes, and I feel like I'm a main part of the show, so maybe the stuff before doesn't count. Mm Mm-hmm. Main part is a strong word. <laughs> okay, there's you a few came, words. You Which one strong, is a strong? It's a strong couple of words. Uh, you came in around 96, I think. I think, yeah. I think it was because we had the big party for 100. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it was like a few before that. I think you're right, 96. Yeah, ni- 96. We went live for about six weeks, and then the world <laughs> imploded on itself. Uh so for you, this is just the big fifty-four or fifty-five, right? Still big. Eight, nine, That's nine, a long time. Fifty-five. Yeah, fifty-five. Hey, give it hey, up to Sydney and the big fifty-five. No, no, you guys, you guys, you guys deserve it. One fifty. Shit. No, no, I want to talk about you and David. David is David's fifty-fifth as well. David, oh, give it up for this guy. Thank you. So oh. How are you? Uh, this is David Winters. Oh, just happy to be here too. Um, celebrating with a uh, pale stranger, a uh, little snack <laughs> Mountain Dew. No, you're not. Yes, is I that am. actually Mountain Dew? No, it is not. Oh yeah, it's Mountain Dew. It's Mountain Dew. Uh, and a single malt it, scotch. Uh, it, yeah, Lafroy Ten actually. 
And, and what did you garnish it with? Gummy bears? No, three, <laughs> three, <laughs> three cherries. <laughs> three brandy cherries. They say the pale stranger, it puts hair on your chest and pimples on your face. <laughs> <laughs> and just takes your sperm count down. You can't even mm. take a sip. I'm going to choke this down all episode. And if I get halfway through it in the next uh, hour and a half, I'll be really proud of myself. All it does, all it accomplishes is ruining scotch. That's the only thing that Jack accomplishes. I told David pre-show that he saved me from having to go to an AA meeting this week because that discouraged me from drinking all on its own. I've done too. It's the mere mention of it. That's all it took. Uh, You're a trooper. Well, uh, here we are. Here we are. It's Friday night. Uh, only a couple more of these uh, gatherings left. You oh, keep man. saying that, and I yeah. I don't know. You've been saying it for like 10 episodes. I think we got at least 10 more. Yeah. Why do you keep saying it? Well, I'm just letting the gravitas of the moment sink in. You never know when uh, the episode we start could be your last. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I guarantee you that's not true. There don't, is no way kid. you would start an episode of Androids and Aliens and not be like, this is the final episode. That's You'll true. Know. However, if one of you die, it'll be your last episode. That is true. <laughs> you made that <laughs> promise. There will be no backups. No backups from here on out. It would just be foolish. There just happens to be an 11th level PC. I'm from the Starfinder Society. Come with me. Down I was in a corridor. solo pod going through the drift for the last several weeks. I attached to the side of this airless vessel and worked my way in. I thought we I thought we all agreed that we would find our long lost cousin whose name is like Bax and we just can call him Dax and it's the same it's the same hey, you character. Guys see my cousin Dax. I'm just gonna affect his accent and mannerisms uh, for the rest of the few little while while we're around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> this is wild. I'm uh I'm in a weird mood tonight because my uh, my wife and children are leaving town for a couple days tomorrow, and I have uh, too much work to do, and so I can't go with them, which uh, is is depressing, but it's okay. Uh, but I'm more concerned about when I finish my work, uh, what to do with myself because I when you when you're married with children and and an opportunity arises that they leave town. It's you have to do something. Uh, you just can't, and I'm afraid I'm just going to pace for four days trying to think about what to do uh, rather <laughs> than actually something. do something. I'll be like, ah, let me go. Let me go move the trash barrel again. Uh, you know, that's, that's what happens. I'm like, because you, when you have that world of options in front of you, you're like, I, I could drive anywhere and I could stay out as long as I want. You know, I'd like, I, I don't, I'm, I don't know what to do. And so I'm, 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 I kind of want just to sit in this episode for as long as possible. So I don't have to start making plans. <laughs> You know what most people would do? Most mm. people, if the, the wife and children were out of town for a weekend, they'd play a Starfinder game. They'd, they'd, they'd play a D&D &D <laughs> game. They'd play like, is... let's get the group together. Let's play in my place. It's free and open. That is the, the last thing I would ever like. <laughs> uh, any game, uh, actually. Uh, I can't imagine. Uh, 
ever playing a game for fun again. Uh, but yeah, I guess that would be fun. If we were, if we weren't in a pandemic, no, you know, cause my wife was like, why don't you invite somebody over to watch football? I'm like, no, that's the one thing I'm really looking forward to just sitting there by myself and watching football. Uh, mm. so Skip, yeah, you know. give a nod to that. Is that your preference? You don't want to watch football with some people? I, I thought you no, were no. a watch I, with kind no, of No, I love watching with people. But if I was in Troy's circumstance, I absolutely would want to just watch a football game by myself because I'm always with like five people, whoever many yeah. people Troy has in his family. So, I mean, I would be, a, yeah, it'd be a huge relief to just like Skin sit and I there by to myself. watch together weekly. Uh, yeah. Back in it was the awesome to be there, too. Yeah, yeah Joe was usually there. Those were the best. Those were great I, days. I, for the first yeah. time, got... Uh, red zone uh convinced my wife to put it in the budget watched red zone like two sundays ago and i was like this is unbelievable (laughs) it reminds me of the old days and uh even my wife watch red zone the whole day pretty much even aaron would like she'd be walking through the room and she'd just like get drawn in and lost <laughs> by the red zone. There's no commercials. It's constant action. People are constant. almost scoring all the time. It's amazing. Yeah. So you yeah, can't you can get up to pee. Yeah. Treat yourself yeah. to a day of red zone. That sounds great. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Well, my, my wife is, she's the best. And so I usually can on Sundays, I can, I can watch a good amount of football, but you know, there's little people coming in and just destroying everything in my office. <laughs> They're like, ah, ah, the judge is going to freeze. What is happening? Can I stop? Put that down. No. Ah. <laughs> so that'll be, that'll be fun. But the rest of the weekend, I'm like tomorrow night, you know, it's not like I live in the city anymore. I can just be like, go get hammered and like stumble home at four in the morning. Like I would fall asleep on the street if I stayed out past midnight. Uh, and, you know, I have to drive everywhere. It's, and like, I don't want to go to a bar. Yeah, and where you are, all, all the bars will be closing at 11. It's, yeah, be like, like, I just go sit at a bar. I, you know, I just can't do it. Like at a towny bar, it's just that I've never been to with a bunch of teamsters. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I'd like to if I could hit up one brewery, that would be a huge win. One brewery, watch a little playoff baseball, watch some, watch some football. That that'd be a good weekend. Um, <laughs> I'm watching Eleanor over here, just. Okay. Just like the rage building within her, uh, because we we found out pre-show that Eleanor's husband is out of town for several days, so she's alone with the baby. Oh, so this is right. the complete opposite. And you're just rubbing it in her face. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm trying oh, to. Oh, I have like, so no, much then... time, and I don't know how to spend it. I'm <laughs> anxiety rule over me. Yeah, you know what's worse? Having all this free time and not knowing what to do with it. Eleanor, you're gonna have 90 minutes to yourself this weekend. <laughs> yeah. What do you funny, mean? Barely. What's funny we'll is see. your your partner's away and my partner's away, and immediately Ellie and I were like, "Girls' day, we're hanging out, oh, yeah. we're gardening, we're watching the baby, we're going out to brunch." We like made a whole a whole day of it. Oh, that's that's what you need, Troy. Yeah. You need a, yeah. a single boys' day. You and your one boy. <laughs> I like one boy. I just want your best be alone. boy can come over. You guys can go to brunch. <laughs> yeah. Do you know any boys in your neighborhood, Troy? <laughs> no. No, I don't. I, just, I, tell, I tell my wife, I'm like, I don't want any more friends. I got enough friends. I'm too old for new friends. It's too much work. I'm not even a good friend to the ones that I have. I can't start a new one. It's like, why don't you talk? That guy that across the true. street seems really nice. I'm like, great. I don't, I don't care. Uh, you, yeah, I can no. see you just like pulling the trash out to the street and like, him being even vaguely in the vicinity and you just being like, 
Please don't talk to me. Please don't talk. Please don't look up and talk. I mean, I am so crazy. If I like start to take the trash out and I see a neighbor walking their dog, I'll just leave the trash in the middle of the driveway. I'm like, I'll I'll deal with this later. (laughs) Just because I don't want to be like, hi, how are you? (laughs) Because that might lead to a, so what's going on? How are the kids? And I'll be like, fuck. I want to talk to you. <laughs> like, you've abandoned your trash that many times on sight of a neighbor. The problem is taking care of itself, Troy. They're never going to talk to you after you've been that insane. I'll be like, oh, I forgot the blah, blah, blah. And I just leave. Uh, have you ever considered? No, you haven't because you can't accept reality outside of your own consciousness. But have you ever considered they don't really want to talk to you for that long either? It's possible. But out here, everybody's like, oh, everybody wants to know each other's business. It's a very like, what's going on? How are the kids? How the- we love your house. All the Halloween decorations look great. It's just it's too much. Thank you. It Thank seems you. like regular people want to have those conversations that they never want them to stop. Like, yeah. like, hey, like, but you got new siding on the house there? It's just like, what? but then they could just go on like that for hours if you let them. All normal people. Yeah. There's this, there's this salesman that comes around every once in a while and they're trying to sell fucking who, who knows what. Old it's Gil? like siding. Is it, is it Gil? It's old Gil. No, it's Gil. a young kid and he came by last year and I'm like, ah, oh, we just moved in. We're, we're, we're selling the house in like a year. We're getting out of here. So I don't want to do any uh, side or anything like that. He's like, you sure? You're like, ah, oh, no, I don't want to. I just lied to him. I'm like, no, we're, I don't want to do any more modifications. And, uh, so anyways, a couple months ago, he came back and I just said, honey, keep the shades drawn. And I just waited. <laughs> and finally he left. And then the other day, Guy, a new a new guy came back, same jacket, clipboard, uh, and he rings the doorbell and he's just waiting. And so I stick my head out the door. It's raining, and he's just like, "Hey, what's going on? Uh, hey, well, well, how old are you?" I'm like, "Forty three." He's like, "You look great for forty I'm like, "Please just shoot me in the face rather than continue this conversation, <laughs> you terrible salesman." And he just goes on and on. He's like, "So can I? Uh, I was thinking maybe we could do this." I'm like, "Yeah, no, we're we're, we're moving soon. We're we're selling the house, and uh, for, uh, we're gonna actually I might just burn it down uh, on our way out. So I don't want to do anything to it." And he's like, "Well, maybe I could get your phone number and we could set up." And I'm just trying to get out of this conversation i'm like yeah uh sure uh, but i gave a fake phone number and then he's like okay great so are you going to be around tomorrow and i'm like uh no tomorrow we're gonna it's you know columbus day we're gonna be out of here and he's like well what about the next day i'm like uh, you know maybe he's like all right so i'll have my guy come with 9 a.m or you want to do maybe i'm like no it's not gonna work. maybe after four i'm like i'm like you know what i am not getting the product you're trying to sell i'm really sorry you seem really nice but please just and he's like okay uh sorry and he walked away if only you had led with God. that. I should have led with that, but I feel guilty. I want them to take a hint. I've got my head out the door, barely peeking out that he would just get the hint. Like, I'm, I, this guy doesn't want to talk to me. Ugh, it just drives me nuts. But you did talk to him. I know I did. <laughs> the whole time. You have a tendency to do this. In, in an effort to be nice, you drag it out until you make people so sad. If you want to just up front, then I'm not interested. Thank you. And just no. shut the door in his face. Rudely. At least you wouldn't have wasted his time. I guess not. Yeah, that's the other thing. You did. You wasted his time. Well, now he knows how it feels, dude. It is. It is so brutal. But, uh, God, like door to door salesman. I've done it, and I've had it done to me. It's so brutal. It's awful. I walked no, in the, you were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did it too. Awful. I was selling things and uh, I, I walked in the house. I turned to Archer and I said, don't ever grow up to be a salesman. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it too. It, it, it sucks. It sucks. So I was a hard. telephone, telephone saleswoman. Uh, oh, so it was my too. first job at 16 and I tried to sell male underwear. 
Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. I was underwear, underwear very you send through the mail or, or underwear that. for men? I have no idea, actually. I was just, I was sent a script and I just repeated that script to these poor fucks who were like, they were like, I don't want to talk to anyone. And I'm like, okay, how about, uh, like, how about underwear for your, for your penis or whatever I said? I don't know. <laughs> what a script. Sir, would you like some underwear for your penis? penis. <laughs> <laughs> We're not like uh-huh. other underwear companies. This one's for your penis, actually. <laughs> That's sort of like a cotton condom. Uh, <laughs> For those of you who just a regular set of boxers or briefs is not enough. We <laughs> offer under underwear. Right. Regular right. underwear could be too well, Ellie, over I was, overkill. I was going to ask though. I feel like with your your European demeanor, like Americans are known for being like, "Oh, how's it going?" And we talk to the cashier, and Europeans are usually like, "Why do you do like Why do you talk to the cashier? How sure. How do you do with sales? Where you would be like." Do you want to buy this? No? Okay. And you would just like hang up. <laughs> See, well, I mean, people are really rude to telemarketers. Like people are not like kind as Troy was and, you know, like, hey, how's it going? Whatever. They're like, yeah. fuck you. And then, you know, <laughs> throws it in your face. But um, but I will say Europeans in general don't really do the small talk stuff. Swedes in particular do not do the small talk. My mom, when a neighbor says hi, she's like, what a fucking bitch. How dare she? <laughs> That's the way we operate. Uh, my Troy mom is just nodding. Take- She's he's like, I get this. Yeah. This makes yeah. no, this makes sense. My Troy, mom, so in order sweet. to uh, my mom, in order to avoid talking to a couple of neighbors, she would go like a sixty-hour-long walk just to not encounter them. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're like, "Where's mom?" And she and then she's like, "I just don't don't want to talk to them." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." But then the neighbors were already there waiting for you know. It was it was really funny, but. <laughs> Because she's like, I walked for like 60 minutes to avoid them and they're still here. Uh, so, I don't know. But I've said it before, Troy. I think you would actually like Sweden. I mean, no one wants to talk to you. It's cold all the time. And uh, I don't know actually what else you need in life. You're selling yeah, you, me on it. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. You need but you, cold, yeah, overcast I'm, weather and uh, and solitary confinement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not having to see another human being for long stretches of time. I think we can all yeah. agree the world would be better without people. <laughs> Actually, that's objectively truth. Yeah. That's, I the mean, world yeah. certainly would agree. Yes. 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 Yeah. We true. haven't exactly been kind to the world. Yes. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say, I think we all can agree the world would be better if I moved to Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> but poor Sweden. Yeah. yeah. I'm your they problem now. To- <laughs> uh, speaking of problems... You almost had a bit of a problem last week fighting those black monks. They were nasty, but nasty. you beat them. You mm. you took a fa- it was a very risky move here. You have not rested in about twenty five combats, and you pushed through into what ended up being a difficult fight. That I rolled pretty poorly. You guys rolled well, but I mean, Frist was on the ropes. It, it got it got bad, uh, but now you are in the command center of the ship, which you know from your schematics isn't very big. Uh, there are double doors uh, to the, the, the fore section of this room that look like they've been like double barricaded over, like sci-fi barricade, you know, on top of it. Um, like uh, when they're on uh, 
the uh the the endor and uh yeah the second and the uh, second uh, doors yeah. Goes, yeah. it's the the, they're doors. endor doors uh endors, endors. you could call them uh, <laughs> uh it's the forest moon troy it's, it's the forest moon i'm sorry endor. i'm sorry come on i'm sorry sorry uh, and in your nerd card right now <laughs> <laughs> insert it into my iMac uh, there is there are two stairs going up to little landings that have doors leading out um, and then there's this treasure situation in here uh, I want to talk about the treasure and then I want to talk about where you're at here and I want to find out what you want to do Okay. So let's talk about the treasure because you were some of you were doing some checks mid combat, and uh, I, I don't know if you've, I can't remember. I don't think you've identified everything here. So I'm going to say that you just you you have the, the with 19 people in this party, you have enough skill at this point to identify stuff. I'm not going to be like, well, you're never going to know what that does, uh, and then we'll end the adventure. You never got to use yeah, it. So we're, gonna, we're out of time. Yeah, and also, like, you're going to, everyone's going to be fighting over everything here. Uh, so let's just talk through them. I said that uh, one thing were these, like, uh, eyes, eyes of Rion. I think someone uh, identified this mid-combat. And this is when, when you hold one of the eyes in one hand, you can control the other one as a spy drone. It right. can't be upgraded. And you see what that flying eye sees through the eye you hold. However, if you put both gems over your own eyes, uh, it burrows into your skull and replaces your eyes, destroying the optic nerves of your actual eyes. Um, and they end up functioning as a long-range dark vision capacitor augmentation. Uh, while they're burrowed in, you can still send one out as a spy drone, uh, during which time you lose the dark vision. Um, weird. That one is probably the weirdest one of the bunch. Like, you gotta be a real weirdo to even want that. I think <laughs> that that one is very straightforward and awesome. I think it's cool. Yeah, the spy That's drone like- part is amazing. The only weird part about it is, like, which path to take. Because they're both yeah. amazing. I, I think the other thing you have to shift your understanding in, and this being a futuristic sci-fi version of like the Pathfinder world is people are very used to augmentations. Do you know what yeah. I mean? PG. Like people replace arms and legs and we went to a necrophage yeah. place on Eox and it's stuff that happens all the time. And sorry, PG, you were saying PG, PG was saying that um, I already have one in my eye. So uh, I don't think she can actually use this one. Uh, yeah. If you use this, it would replace any augmentation you currently have. Um, and yeah, I'm not saying what you have is better, um, but yeah, you you paid a lot of money for it. Let's talk yeah, about it was the Terminator one. Ter- okay, Terminator eyes. Let's talk about the item known as the Warlord Warlord Stone. <laughs> Shut up, Warlords. Warlord. This stone holds the collected <laughs> memories. <laughs> philosophies and tactics of an ancient alien warlord and is currently <laughs> set in the palm of its original owner. Remember I told you it's like a severed hand holding this? This Mark Three ability crystal mm. can increase any one ability score by six if you spend an hour communing with the item as fragments of the ancient warlord's psyche flood your mind and body. It's magic is then forever spent. Badass. 
badass item. Warlord. Let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> the two that I didn't tell you about. <gasps> oh, yeah. The first There's is more. first is called. There's four. There's four trophy cases here. The first one uh, is called a rune worm. Rise of the rune worms. <laughs> uh, right now, this worm is like interlaced within the skull and a little bit of a spine. Uh, fragments hanging from the skull. Uh, Very cool. It's interlaced. It's like, it looks like a 24 inch long metallic centipede covered in runes. Oh, so cool. It's about to get a little gross. When you place it near your ear or a similar orifice. Oh, the butt. It animates. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ellie, for saying what everyone was doing. Yeah, thanks, Ellie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Leaving no anim- mystery. <laughs> yeah, right in the old bum. It Didn't animates see that one bias. <laughs> if you were to put it next to your uh, asshole, it would animate and wriggle its way <laughs> straight out of the book. <laughs> there's nothing else. There's nothing else it does. That's it. <laughs> if you're into that, it. cool. <laughs> that was actually the end of the technology. <laughs> wow, that's the end of the description. It's just, it's just a good time. We found, we found a butt plug. We found a butt plug in the last room. <laughs> Thirty-seven thousand credits of butt plug. Yeah, an anal centipede. Uh, <laughs> it's a good time. All right, what is it, Troy? What is it? No, that's it. That's what Owen Casey Stevens wrote. <laughs> I know what it does. Oh, here it is. Once inside of your butt, wow. the rune worm <laughs> intertwines with your internal anato- anatomy and releases an arcane virus that rewrites and improves some of your body's function. What? So mechanically speaking, what it does, it goes in there and starts rewriting your situation. And it functions as a Mark II synergizing symbiote, which is able to increase a single ability score by four. However, this thing is so advanced as it's working its way around inside of you and changing shit around. It can upgrade. It can instead upgrade any Mark II personal upgrade already in your system. To a Mark III. Thereby increasing the score from a plus four to a plus six. So you could min-max, let it upgrade a two to a three, or just have it be a straight-up two, which is a plus four. Damn. One more item. Okay. And I saved the priciest one. For last. Oh, shit. Oh, I swore that the... May we insert this item? (laughs) (laughs) As written, it can only be the rectum. Great, great, great. Any other orifice would be too dangerous. (laughs) How about... Okay. The last one is called The Spear of Fates. (gasps) Oh, man, is this worth some coin? Coin? Uh, You see an insignia on the hilt of it uh, that... Anyone who's really well cultured, a friss, most likely would notice as the uh, the uh, the sigil of the Knights of Galarian. Oh, and it is a golden spear with a ruby blade, 
and it functions as both an Inferno Flame Doshko and a White Star Plasma Caster. Oh, whoa. It holds one ultra capacity battery, which powers all uses of the weapon. Switching the uh, weapon from its melee functionality to ranged functionality or vice versa is a swift action. It is a cool ass weapon. That's some Devil May Cry nonsense. That is amazing. Linnea would have been so badass with this weapon. That would have been perfect for her. Damn. Can I can, can I reload my save and revive Linnea? <laughs> I think it only makes sense if you reboard the grav train, uh, take it back to the inferno room where Linnea's body was incinerated, and throw that weapon in there as an homage to Linnea. What's it called? Yeah. If you truly loved her, Spear of <laughs> Fates. Spear of Fates, but don't look it up because it may give you. I'm, I'm omitting information that's personal to the adventure. One other thing of note is that Doshkos are... You need a specialty to use Doshkos. I think, like, Kreska is the only one that can wield one, right? Yeah. Yes, but does it count as a Dosh... It it functions as a Doshko, but is it a spear? Because I don't know... I'm wondering if I even have... It it functions as a Doshko. I'm sure that Dax could use it, I mean... Yeah, but seriously, don't look these things up because they have... I don't know why, but they have uh, story information that I don't want you to have. Even on Archives of Nethys. May I? The weapons, you'll have to be uh, proficient in advanced melee weapons, and then also yeah. long arms to use both halves of it. So mm-hmm. I believe Dax is kind of your guy. Dax or Kreska are the two people with advanced. But Kreska, I don't think you have long arms, so I, I don't do know not if you have use the other half. Very I have long arms like myself. Tyrannosaurus. Well, I'm not looking it up now. So what is the damage of the long arm versus... I, I put it in the Skype chat. You can oh, see it in okay. there. Both weapons. If you'd shut up for a second... Is what I, David was trying to say. Callum steps forward. Oh. Callum says, "I want the worm." <laughs> I want, I want it in my butt. Are you aware of how it enters your body? Yeah, I got free booter armor, so I can actually open up the little back flaps, <laughs> um, <laughs> like a little pajamas. Is that, oh, what no. free, is that canon for free booter? It's got that. <laughs> That's what it means. You missed, yeah. you Free. Before Grant, Grant was giving me shit for always being naked, and I was like, "I have free booter armor now." And then we were like, "It's got little butt flaps." <laughs> yeah. Easy oh, access. Free, free booty. booty. Yep. Free oh, booty. Free booty free armor. Booty. That's fun. Jinx, I made a reference to the, uh, the Ryan O'Neill movie, "So Fine," which uh, I will personally give a dollar to anyone in the chat who knows that reference without looking it up. He will personally give you a dollar. Wow. Like Skid is, is not going to be one dollar poorer tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we? Should we do it in order? If we're well, you, right, well, auction it Dax off. Dax is everyone. the only one getting the spear. Uh, so let's say who whoa, wants? Whoa, 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 whoa. May, whoa, whoa, may I on the upgrades though? There please. are a, a couple observations there. Uh, you can't stack these in instances where you already have an upgrade. Obviously, one of these will let you upgrade your Mark II to a Mark III. However, on the other one, as written, it would have to be a different attribute, or it would knock out one of your other existing upgrades. So if you already have a Mark II on your primary stat, you actually might lose that. So there is also some level of optimization between the two, as far as I don't know which of you have Mark I's and Mark II's yet. I have a Mark I. I have have a a Mark Mark I and a Mark II. I have a Mark One and a Mark Two, but I also want. But I thought I thought this was a Mark Three. It's not a Mark Three. It's just a Mark Two. Sorry. Yeah. 
You said well, there's one that is a Mark III. The uh, okay. eyes of, right, no, excuse me. The uh, war, Warlord Stone is warlord. a Mark III. All right, I'll take the worm, Warlord. Well, well I, I think other people want it. <laughs> no, no, I said it first. Right, I wants, will... Raise your hand if you're rolling off for the Warlord turn. Let's start Wait. with the spear. I mean, is are yeah. we are we going to be like sure if one character can get all of these items if they roll high? Is that how we're going to play this? Well, you're the team, and Matthew's the captain. Uh, no. We let's let's make a let's make a rule amongst ourselves that if you get one of these, you bow out of all further roll offs for these items. Does everyone? Well, let's do the spear like first because that has the least amount of people. Slash only one. <laughs> I can on. use half of it. I can use the <laughs> whole thing, and it's better than what I have. I don't. Know. I don't want it. Yes. All right. <laughs> then the I will bow out of ability crystal mark three. All right, let's get the Warlord Stern, then. Who I'd like wants... to see you roll for it, Joe, just for fun. The Stern. Now I'll roll oh a natural my... 20. Um, okay, wait, <laughs> David, sorry, let's... what you were saying before. Wait, are you guys going to roll for it? What are you doing? Yep. We're going to yeah. fake roll for it. Let's oh, see okay, what would okay. have happened. Oh, to roll for the spear? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Fake roll. Fake, fake roll, roll off. Fake roll. Natural 19. Natural 9. Wow. Okay, okay. good, good. Well, Everyone but stars. Joe is in for the Warlord Stern? Wait, I just mm-hmm. wanted to double check, David. The Warlord Stone, Warlord Stone. <laughs> this is Warlord Stern. Yeah, sorry, Warlord Stern. It's a lot. Uh, brother of Howard Stern. Um, <laughs> can I, if I already have a Mark II for my charisma, I can then just replace this, and it would be a plus six for my charisma. Yeah, I mean, if Troy wants to rule it that way, I think the the reason the other one is so cool is it upgrades one that's in an existing slot, which is why there's kind of some extra coolness to it, as opposed to knocking out one that you currently have. Because as written, you would actually, uh, you could go into the shop and pay the difference to upgrade uh, from one step to the next, which I think a few of you have done, Honestly, but obviously you can't do I, that because you're in the I middle don't wanna, of space. I just want the worm because I only want to, I only have one crystal. I just want to upgrade what I already have. So is it fair to roll for, to be in on rolling for both? Is everybody okay with that? I don't really want the warlord stone. I just want the, the worm. Okay. Let's sure. roll for the stern and okay. then see what happens. <laughs> maybe I can trade. Maybe you can do a little trade roo. All right. Fucking yes! That sounds like a nat 20. Oh, I think, Grant, uh, I think Grant got it, guys. Grant, did you roll a natural 20? I did, Troy, and it feels so good. <laughs> did so anyone good, else dude. roll a natural 20? No. Uh, you, sir, get the Warlord Stern. <laughs> Please do not read the description of it. Okay. Just take its powers. And what were you going to put that into intelligence? or? Uh, yeah, it was going to be intelligence. That would be the jam. I, that would just. I, it's. It's. It, we seeing how powerful, uh, baleful polymorph was, and a couple other will save spells I have. Like any chance, every two is like a ten percent chance. You know, of like uh, huge. So you know, that's yeah. what I'm hoping, especially against perhaps the end of the book. <sighs> Let's roll for the worm. Who wants in on the worm? Go ahead and give it a give it the old college roll. Change dice. Ellie, you're not rolling for the worm. I can't. I already have a Mark II. Well, the two would upgrade to a three. If you, you know. <laughs> Shove it up my ass. I yes. will do it. Okay. All right. I Join the roll. Was- Join the fun. Uh, Skid, what did you roll there, buddy? Ten. Ten. Okay. Middling roll there. Uh, Ellie, what did you roll? Seventeen. 
<laughs> Ooh, all right. Matthew and Sydney look like they're still in it. I'm going to go oh, Matthew. Oh, my goodness. 18. <gasps> oh. And what about the worm lover Callum? 19. Oh, oh my oh. goodness. Wow. Oh, man. What a yes. roll off. Hot, hot roll off. If this is the Me. most fun we have tonight, I'm down for it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. We need to go to a casino. I was promised Las Vegas Androids and Aliens Casino with Russian roulette. Roulette, not Russian. Just, yeah, we'll rent out MGM for the seven of us. Uh, I snort the worm. <laughs> you snort the worm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wants the eyes of John? Uh, anyone want those? I can't, because I already have a cool Terminator effect on my eyes. I what mean, Preston, you, you should just dark. take it and not put them in your eyes, I think. You should just take it and the use spy. the spy thing, and then, like, make decisions based on that and all. Sure, I can do that. Skid, you asked what the uh, range is. It says long range, David. What's the mechanical uh, equivalent of long range? Uh, it's either 400 it's feet plus 40 per level. 60 or 120. I think it's one oh, or, one or the, the other. Direction. I can look it up, but... Okay. Uh, um, sorry, on that, I would assume it's 120. For it, That's like that's long-range dark vision. Hmm. Typically, then yes. 120. Normal okay. dark vision is 60. All right, then. So, yeah, we're talking about uh, 120, then. Who wants the eyes of John? The eyes of Rihanna? <laughs> uh, I kind of want... I want something. I know, it's tough. So everybody's got all this nice stuff. I'll uh, roll with you, Skid. Okay. So greedy. Natural 18. Natural <gasps> 1. What? Wow. You won, Kreska, and you made Skid sad. I think, <laughs> actually, I think, just Skid, you just take them. It's You, you can be, you, you, you are a science officer scanning anyway, so this is the uh, in-person equivalent of that. Yeah, yeah, I'll take them. What are they called again? Eyes of Rayan, R H E A N, and of course, once again, don't read the description. But okay, do Wait, you, why are we not reading the description? Are, are, because are it you tells things about the, the story. Yeah, well, it just tells well, things we're about at the, the AP. end. What's it going to tell us? The end? I'm telling you, don't read it. It's it's dumb. It shouldn't tell you things, but it tells you things that you should not have information about. So you've told so my everything. Is, are we going to find out while we play before the end? Yes, before the end, then I'll let you read it. But right now, if you read it, you're going to be like, what? And I'll be like, ha, 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 it was fucking uh, dumb the way they did it. Uh, so <laughs> just don't write it. You'll ruin your own fun. Uh, How do we, Fritz, um, are you letting them, are you putting them into bed or are you just holding on to them for now? Uh, I'm embedding them in my eyes. <gasps> oh, what? Walk me through this process. You put them over your eyes. How does it, how does it go? Uh, so he's just like, he... I think he's probably heard of these things. Like, he's he's read about them. So he knows what they do. And, yeah, I mean, this is his thing. Like, he's not squeamish yeah. about it. And uh, PG, he's really... PG could help, because she's been doing it to herself a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like... Uh, okay, yeah, so he's just, like... Um, he's getting ready to, like, to put in, like, contacts. And he's, like... He turns to uh, PG, and he says, like... It's hard, you know. Self-surgery. I've done it before, but be a bit of help. Be useful. Say, say no more. And she 
uh, puts her tail in your mouth, this is gonna hurt. Bite down. And then... And, uh... Oh! oh have, <laughs> so Frisk bites down on PG's tail, and PG puts the thing up to the eye and starts pushing it, and at a certain point, it's like the eyes come to life, and they burrow like bugs into Friss's uh, eyes, and it hurts. It hurts. It's like someone's gouging out your eyes. Do you know what it makes me think of in Matrix when they uh, put those worms in his, uh, like, belly button? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember that? The like, bug. it burrows. In, yeah. It's Ooh. freaking disgusting. Uh, I, I puked a little when I saw that. Yeah. Friss then blinks and he has these crystal clear blue eyes. Whoa. Sapphire eyes. We have to change the fan art. Someone change it immediately. <laughs> How amazing. <laughs> awesome. What do you guys want to do here? Well, talk to your uh, old buddy Troy. Kreska, are you. You are not proficient with advanced melee weapons, just the Dashko? No, I am proficient with advanced melee weapons. Then I would recommend you take my infused ultra-thin longsword. Because well, it's, I'm sure it's better than the Dashko. Well, I've been, I've been using the Dashko because I've, I get... Your I've claws are better. My claws are more effective. Uh, and also I get to keep my hands free for spells. Um, gotcha. Let's see. What is okay. it? It's an infused... Yeah, ultra thin longsword. It's uh, it's four d eight plus your strength damage. Four d eight plus your strength. Uh, it's freaking sweet. But and you can one hand that, right? So you could still have a hand open for casting, I believe, right? Uh, no, it's a two handed. Oh, two handed. No, nope, but you can still have a hand nope, open for one. casting. You it's just one. can't. Oh, oh, it's one handed. It's one ultra thin longsword is one. Oh, okay, great. So, yeah, so it's just one hand. Does Starfinder have specific rules about if you're wielding a two-handed weapon, you can't cast a spell? I don't think it does. I think you can do like in Pathfinder, like, cast, right back on. Yeah. Free action. In 2E, you can't, though, I think. Or maybe you can't. In 2E, it's an action to remove a hand. Remove a hand, yeah. Or no, Uh, it's an action to put a hand back on. It's one one or the the other. Yes. Yes. It doesn't cost you two. Right. Back on. Yeah, Yeah. my my claws are still better. Wow. Wow. I, don't, I think it's because I didn't take weapon specialization. I took mystic-related feats. Um, but yeah, it would just be 1d8 plus 4 on that longsword. Okay. No, All I'm right. sorry, 4d8 plus 4, but still. Oh, that's great. It's a 2d6 plus 20. Wow. <laughs> wow. Kreska's... Okay. Cool. I'll, um, t- you know, I'll take the sword, though, I'll, just in case I ever want to do something cool with it. Yeah, and just put it on your back. It's just a good look. Yeah, it is a big ass sword coming up from your back. Sword on one side, Dashko on the other. Oh, I like it. That is Uh, always what excited me about uh, the the our little stint pre Glass Cannon we played of uh, Shadowrun, the Street Samurai mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. Was like that just sounds awesome. So yeah, shim right into your skin. Dax is going to hold this spear. I mean, is it just like glowing with magical energy? It must be the coolest looking freaking thing in the world. It's yeah, like it's kind of like what I thought Boba around. Fett's weapon would be like. Like it's got, it can shoot, but then you always, I always felt like he could do melee damage with that as well. It's like the thing that the guys have in uh, Stargate. 
Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the guards in Stargate, it's like it opens, it goes, whoosh, and then it shoots stuff out, but then it closes, and it's a spear. Yeah. What do you guys want to do here? Um, how is everybody feeling? I think we should rest, Captain. I agree. Wait, let me check my spells. Uh, yes, I agree. We've pressed our luck far uh, enough. Yes, I agree. This will uh, be. Pete, this could be our last rest, though. Understood. PJ's gonna gonna burn a resolve to uh, get some of her powers back. Um, not stamina points. Another resolve, um, and uh, she feels pretty defeated because her last combat round sucked. She. Uh, couldn't communicate with anyone and had these weird visions. Like, she got really ass wiped oh, right. by, uh, like, right. like, smacked by uh, by those ghosts. Uh, so, and I wasted so much, because I couldn't, like, I'm an envoy, and I couldn't commute with any, couldn't communicate with anyone, so I had to burn a bunch of super expensive grenades that I had. And so, yeah. That was, uh, so I think she's gonna sit down, she's, you know, 140 years old or some similar and just gonna sit down and and uh, lick her wounds for a second while she's burning resolve so PG sits in the corner cleaning herself like a cat Dr. Friss that's Blue eyes turn at you quickly <laughs> 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 Dax Damn your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we utilize the um, software we have to rest here, or do we need to return to where we were previously? Like, does it seem like we're you know too much in it right now? Or uh, well, Friss, what when you talk to him, he's just like he's just looking at his own hand. Because with these eyes, like, at the broad spectrum, like, he can see, like, ultraviolets and infrared. Like, he can see uh, just things that you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. Sea <laughs> beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All these moments be lost in time. <laughs> Tears in rain. So he always says, uh, uh, yeah, what do I know the answer to the question? What was that? What is that? Blade Runner. <laughs> so, Blade Runner. Yeah, Roy uh, Batty. Uh, I think I've said this before once uh, on a show, but Tears and Rain was a working title uh, for this show for a while. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know if I had it. was like one of like seven working titles that I had. Uh, anyways, you think that you've actually. Uh, you're in a bad spot right here. You have exposed yourself. You are on the command deck. You think your best chance is to surreptitiously get out of here, try and find another corridor, and use you know the viruses that you have at your disposal that some turncoat was working on uh, in Hangar Bay and try and hide. But you do fear, Friss, that you've exposed yourself by entering the command deck. You have to think that they can see everything at this point. But you've been here for a couple minutes examining these items, and, and no one has come out. Yeah, it says, uh, says the captain, I think perhaps if we leave, we might be able to cover our tracks. Use this program to give us some security. 
and but he's just like this whole time he's he there's something about him has changed he's become less human like less yasoki more than and less them at the same time so it's just like and it's got to be eerie just like looking at these new eyes these like in in inhuman eyes like in his skull now but uh but yeah that's what he says very well do we have access to a map? I can't remember. Did we? We've seen uh, plenty you, of maps, but we have we yeah, taken like them with us. Yeah, like you could easily find uh, a place to hide. All right. Yeah, let's use the map, find a place to hide, and then yeah, we'll have Fris, you know, activate the virus to give us another rest. All right. Um, so, good PG. I was gonna say I, th- I thought it was such a cool uh, visual to to see, to see Fris actually getting more and more into this argumentation of like losing a little bit of his. Uh, I guess I want to say humanity, but he's not a human, but um, whatever that is in rat world. Um, but um, but I think PG is walking up to him and it's like, I can see that you're getting used to it. Hmm. I would be careful because it can you can lose track of things the more you get used to it. Take my word for it. Um, and you can see like there's so much of her appearance that's so different than from what the last time you saw her. And Frisk turns and he looks you up and down seeing you this, in this new spectrum. And uh, he looks you up and down with his eerie unblinking eyes. And he says, Juba, based on our current predicament, I don't think we have to worry about what will happen in the future for much longer. She smiles grimly. I understand. I let's keep an eye on the target, and as a pun, good <laughs> uh, one. Uh, but one, <laughs> and she and she and you could see like her eye turning red for a second because of her mechanical eye as well. Uh, mm. I guess we see eye to eye on this matter. <laughs> a second pun. Yes, I'm good at I'm I'm, I'm rolling. <laughs> PG hammers home two puns during this first series. <laughs> I think. Okay, can I just say Troy Lavalley that it's impressive to be punny in a second language? Oh I'm just my saying. god, I can't it's even true. imagine how impressive. It's true. Yeah. You want to go for a third? No, I can't. You know you can't do this to me. <laughs> do a third right now. Right now. Do okay, it. and I for really an eye. Fun. An eye for an eye. Let's kill ah. fucking ass. Okay, no. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. That counts. You know, what's what's nice is that moment really called for back-to-back puns between PG and Friss. <laughs> that serious moment. It. I was thinking to myself, this is great. You know what this moment really needs? really needs back-to-back puns. <laughs> Give me a hard Listen, time. All right, so you can... She has nice. seen a lot. She has seen a lot, and she wants to. She wants to reconnect with someone who really helped her psychologically back in the day. I mean, he 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 tried to get her when she was like interested in the Eox and was mm. like lured by their behavior. He was just like, "Don't Chuba, don't go too far into this." And she was just like, "Well, I don't have a purpose. I don't have a meaning." And so now she feels like it's come I'm the full one circle. who's like, "Don't go f- too far into this. It's it's yeah. uh, it's an a uh, it's an." Yeah. Uh, uh, a dangerous temptress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I think that's awesome, and, and it doesn't matter how corny your puns are. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they share matter. a love of corny puns, Troy. Yes, Maybe that's, that's what possible. they bonded over. Maybe that's their thing. Uh, 
He was your therapist, and you up and left him without so much as a note. You took me out of the game. Listen, <laughs> I'll play the blame game here. <laughs> play the blame game. I think it's time to rest. So you go back to uh, a corridor, and you're looking around. There's a lot going on on the ship, and you get the sense that, like, you're running out of places to hide here because they've dealt with the defenses of the Gate of the Twelve Sons, and they're all coming back to prepare to take this weapon. Time is running out. You have one, possibly two more rests left, depending on a die roll. But when you get back into the corridor and uh, Frisk starts activating uh, the virus software to uh, cloak you, uh, holding the that key, uh, the finger bone key, seeing how much time you'll actually have. You all notice that uh, PG has like uh, uh, kind of opened up a pack and is just pulling shit out of there that you hadn't seen before. PG, what's going on? Sorry. Wait. Tell me. <laughs> you have a big pack of stuff that you've brought oh, with you. Right. <laughs> um, I was a terrible moment to be distracted by something else. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. <laughs> PG brings out a bag, a duffel bag with stuff. That's for everyone. Um, I think she's uh, she's been uh, she knew that people she knew had an idea of where people would be, and so she opens up. Like I I, I don't have this actually in my character. Like, but it's it's more for flavor. But I feel like she had she it's part of her body somewhere. She pulls out this backpack uh, from like a, a hidden limb, but it's not actually an augmentation I have. Uh, and so and she opens it up, and there's a bunch of very cool stuff. For uh, for everyone uh, in the in the party, uh, but no one really has sent what they want to me, so except Sydney. So, so so I don't know what's Callum, in it. Callum strides up to the bag. <laughs> and he leans into PG and he says, "I can actually feel the worm inside me. It's um, I'm going to name him Jeffrey. What did you bring me?" And he looks into the bag. <laughs> oh man, goes, this is yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. What? No, this is exactly like Swedish Christmas. We actually have Santa Claus come in and give us gifts. Uh, I was so, about to say, Callum, yeah. uh, the equivalent of that, uh, Callum kind of pauses for a moment and he says, this is like um, like that holiday that, um, well, I don't know. Yes. I never got to, well, I actually never got to celebrate it. So You um, never got to celebrate Mas Christ. No. <laughs> nope. Uh, no, but I know. I know it's uh, the the large cyborg brings the bag of uh, yes. presents for the non sinners. Uh, and uh, tell me, I have know. you been? Yeah, have you been eating your? Have you been eating your porridge? No. And put out milk. No, if you've scent. noticed, no. if you've noticed, um, we're on a death ship. So I haven't right. been doing that exactly. Um, well, can I ho, take ho, some ho. of this? <laughs> yes. Here's a no, package Callum, for you. Callum kind of nerds out for a second. And he goes, no way. 
These, this is, uh, this is, these are spell gems. Yes. I brought them for you, specifically. <laughs> Ellie, you are really a- selling this. It's amazing. <laughs> if the, I can the knowledge that you're bringing to this character is amazing. <laughs> if I can interrupt Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles for a moment. This was a great idea that David had that is now, now gone to shit. Um, but basically... The idea was where you haven't had a chance to shop since like book two, PG would come and give you items that you'd really want based on the credit you had available. Yeah. So, yeah, Callum, you, you didn't said, even know, yeah. you never met Callum and Seiyun, so you didn't know that they were even going to be here. You just yeah. amazingly happened, well, I got a couple of these uh, spell gems and uh, yeah. Callum. Callum All right, so them. let's retcon it. Like, that's what, that was my initial idea, but then I panicked. Uh, but so what it is, she just opens <laughs> up and it's like, I brought some weapons and guns. And she, you see all these grenades, like it's a fucking sweatshop with, like, fucking <laughs> <It's a sweatshop. laughs> And like, whoa. Wait, <laughs> Maybe what happens in sweatshops? Pulls <laughs> <laughs> out seven <laughs> children. <laughs> Hand out the truck, hand out the gun. Make her a spell She pulls out a whip. Wait, wait. I oh think my God. I forgot what a sweatshop is. been the big is, bad guy but... all along? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and she opens up and she has a lot of, like, a plethora of things um, that, you know, you can choose from. Like, spell gems, there are other shit that no one emailed me about, so I'm just gonna start, like, I don't know, there's, there's uh, bombs. You know, pick, pick and choose whatever you want. I am covered in it. Yeah, what does everyone choose? Giddily takes the spell gems and just goes, this is rad. Thank, thank you so much. And then he sits with them and he's like, you know, like a teenage boy, acting like a teenage boy. Kreska also selects a spell gem. Mm. Oh, mm. how convenient. Thank you kindly, BG. You're welcome. You've been a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> then you give him one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Chin up there, Captain. Muss her hair. Uh, what does everyone else take from this magical duffel? I uh, I will grab a n- another legendary Mark III ability crystal. <laughs> I mean, as long what? as you're giving away free shit. Oh, there are some of those uh, in there? Yeah, I'll take one of those too. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, like, you only had 8,000 credits. Uh, uh, like, no, the the, the items are not worth more than 8,000 credits. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, we, we had talked about this, just about the value, and I, I said that I'd be fine giving mine over to whoever wants it because I'm fine with my items. But I will take... Uh, I will take the... Uh, the jetpack that Linnea had, we mentioned this as well, that that was out there. So I'll take that. Dax is going to suit up with this jetpack mm. and a freaking spear of fates. <laughs> and just be like, let's rock. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. I'm awesome. going to do jetpack. Anybody else? And, and you, little rat. Come, little rat, sit on my lap. <laughs> Come on. But you do know Friss. <laughs> That's like, but she's, she's acting a role. Like she, she put a beard on, Matthew. Come on. <laughs> Did you not sin this year? <laughs> uh, I like the idea of like it's the uh, the giant cyborg brings the choice, but you st- you still put milk out. <laughs> <laughs> 
milk. The, yeah. cy- the cyborg mm-hmm. likes the milk, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's right. the gesture, Joe. It's the, it's the gesture. It's the oh, yeah. I understand. <laughs> Frisk just grabs a couple of armloads of uh, really good candy. <laughs> it's candy that he likes from Akiton. Oh. That was thoughtful. Okay. What about Seiyun? I liked uh, the original conceit of this that, you know, PG had been thinking about the crew members that she had spent time with, and when she got shunted back in time, was like continuing to gather things through them through the ages as time went on. So I like to think Seiyun reaches in and picks out something that's like labeled, maybe with a nice Christmas label that says to Meishun. And then mm-hmm. it kind of has a moment there where Seiyun says, I um, believe this was for my predecessor. Is it all right if I take it from you, PG? And and PG, when you mentioned Meishun, something inside of her activates, and she telepathically says to Seiyun, please, take it. Uh, because... Meishan's death impacted her so much though she actually has Lashunta augmentations in her brain so she can telepathically talk to people. The antenna come out of Seiyun's uh, uh, cloak and like part her hair to the side and she responds to you. Thank you. I I bow to you. Quick question. Just uh, where PG knew Meishan was dead she happened to have a gift to Meishan on her? And she got resurrected, dude. I don't know. Yeah. It's my no, it's my I, dumb idea, but I thought maybe... Or she just like... She, talk to me about this. Well, maybe she uh, brought things that she thought... Like, I think P- PG picked out a bunch of things that would be useful, and maybe she was inspired uh, by, like, the, the team uh, the team she left. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though Meishan's dead, she's like, well... This thing could be, maybe be useful still. But Grant, you could also say I, this. I, I think, think maybe you were thinking... Grant did this to you. It's not your yeah, fault. Yeah, it's my fault. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get us out of this. I think you were <laughs> thinking uh, sympathetically and nostalgically about your time with Mei Shun. And so you found this ability crystal that was a crystal that was a green orb like Castroville itself. And it yeah. had Mei Shun's name on it, almost like a commemorative, like, photo block you would get at the mall or a snow globe or something like that. And uh, I see it in that moment, and I say, oh, Mei Shun. And then I kind of take it, and it's this kind yeah. of bringing together of the worlds of the two people separated by time. And the augmentation is not... I just didn't make that up right now. I did take an augmentation that was based on Mishin, uh, based on um, Tumsi and Mei Shun. Mm. I like that. Good backtrack, Grant. Uh, did everyone take something from her sack? <clears throat> I, I am actually going to take something. I'm going to call an audible here. And um, that, so that jet, you said 8,000 worth of stuff, and that jetpack is 3,000. I'm going to pull out one 5,000 credit grenade Ooh. Oh. Ooh. that she happened to bring along. Oh. I, have, he's like, I have so many. Is this pull it right off her belt. Available. Yeah. And he just <laughs> rips it off. And the pin's still on her belt. Yeah. Take cover. shoves it in her mouth. Explosion um, in sector four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to grab one grenade. One crazy, awesome grenade. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's what I think. But they have, you know, Dax, they, uh, the, the DCs are very high for these. 
you know how to use them. Um, just so you know. Um, grenades are cool, but they also are tough to play with, as I found out last week. Yeah, they're tough. They are tough. Uh, they're kind of weird how high they're priced, but yeah. whatever. A really expensive consumable. We're at the end of the adventure. I think it's fun. Let's just do it. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I fucking thought when I built PG, but then I feel like, you know, I spent so much money on cool stuff versus optimization. Linnea was optimization. PG is fun. PG is, I'm so excited, uh, song you play at 4 a.m. in the nightclub. It's fucking time to, like... That's my up. favorite song to hear at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> it is. That'll be me tomorrow night when my wife's out of town at the night. Yeah, he's going to blast it to the Pointer Sisters. I know, I know, I know, I know. I think PG is a Pointer Sister. I think she's a honorary Pointer Sister. Is that what the P stands for? Yeah. It is. Pointer Sister, girl. That's PG. Oh, man. All right. Let's get this out of the way. Damn it. To see if you will have one more rest available to you or two. I'm just going to roll a die. Then I'm going to look at that die. And then we're gonna how, about, how about three? I'm just going to roll one die. What's the die? Yeah. What's the I'm number? Rolling, are you rolling a d4? You're rolling a d6? I'm rolling d4. And uh, three, four means uh, you have two rests. One, two means you have one rest. I've rolled after after that, tonight. Uh, oh no! Like you either this is your final rest. Ah, uh, okay. I ain't get tip. I've rolled the die. Oh, oh no! I have a couple things for you here. I've got uh, I've got good news. I've got bad news. And I have interesting news. Huh. What would you like first? The die interesting. The bad news. I want, I want the, the interesting. I want the sponsor message that you're going to f- throw at us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I would like a word from our sponsor. <laughs> that was the interesting news. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. <laughs> I can and read you back. like an open book. <laughs> I can uh, read you like an open and book. And boy, was it interesting. How about our sponsor, yeah. folks? There it oh, is, man. Yeah, patronize them. Butcher box. Use uh, our coats. We need USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply. Now I got good news and bad news. The bad news is this is your final rest of oh, the adventure. Oh, no. Jesus oh Christ. My I knew that God. as soon as you said good news and bad What's news. What's the fucking good news? Good news. Like, news. Oh, the good news is you know it's your final rest. You leveled up. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's pretty okay. good news. Okay. That's very good news. Yeah, but it would have been good news and good news, even if we got two rests. It would have. Good, good, and interesting. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Had you rested before you went to the trophy room, I would have leveled you up before you went in there. Uh, I was just waiting for the rest. It's our fault. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it's At so fantastic that we did that fight and used abilities and stuff and got them back with the rest. That was a great press our luck. That was a yeah. great 
Press our luck. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Was, yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was against it, but in retrospect, I was really cool. And really. Oh, and in the first in the first five minutes of the fight, I was like, "We're going to regret this enormously." But, but we got <laughs> out of it, and we did fine. And good on good on everybody. David and also, and I it were is just like. What a horrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) It is. There's something nice to have the choice taken away from you about an additional rest because, you know, I I think as spellcasters too, like we're so worried about conserving our spells. And like I was in that last fight, not knowing if I would die. And now I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Balls to the wall. Like no more rests. Use my spells as I see fit. Um, To that end. Well, can you tell us exactly how many fights we have left? Sure. You have wait a minute, Captain. I got him. <laughs> you son uh, of a bitch. Um, enough. We have enough. Yeah, it's fun because I don't think you guys have any real clue. But we have the map, don't we? You do have a map, but it's not a detailed map of the command section. You just know that like there's not much to it. We don't know how many rooms are in the command section. You don't know the the map you have of that is was highly secure. You just know that. There's a section of the ship that was dedicated and to the And just based section. on the size of it, it can't be yeah, that big. It's not that large, especially now that you've seen one of the rooms. Okay. Um, uh, I want right. to do two things here. I want to I talk about your abilities, because I think I told you about a month and a half ago. Start preparing those level 12 characters, so I'm sure you have them uh, prepared. If not, uh, whoever doesn't can go last. But uh, let's talk it out. Who wants to go first? Level 12, right? 12? A dozen levels. I'll go. Um, I, Friss, actually took another level in operative because uh, for this entire book, fighting all undead creatures, all of my biohacker abilities are completely useless. Oh, that's so So, so yeah, so I went back and took another operative level. So the one thing that I got, the new um, talent, whatever it's called, for operative is I got I took trap spotter so I get a double my edge operative's edge bonus to find traps with my perception and I get an auto roll chance to find a trap when I'm within 10 feet of it which fits in with the new eyes thing too that's like thematically plays into what he's got embedded in his skull now so very cool very cool awesome God. one of the uh, one of the handful of characters that has built the same uh, PC from level one. Uh, yeah. Who else wants to go? Uh, I can go. Uh, there's not a terrible amount that comes. Uh, I get a new, you know, a new connection power, uh, which is I'll, I'll save for when it actually becomes relevant. Uh, and I get a fifth level, another sorry, another uh, fourth level spell. Um, so yeah, and I was I was able to add, I was able to kind of ditch an old spell and replace it. Because uh, I felt especially useless against the undead too, so I've been I'm trying to help myself out there. Okay, uh, who's next? Uh, Dax will hop in. Dax is um, I'm loving this soldier. He feels so powerful. I, I think he's it's an awesome class at this level. Uh, yeah. And I just added um, a feat, uh, another combat feat uh, at this level, which. Uh, now, of course, I'm blanking on the name of uh, penetrating attack, and so previously I had had uh, unstoppable strike. Uh, I don't know if these stack it would be interesting, uh, David. It's up to you, but uh, well, it's actually it's up to Troy. But you, you <laughs> let me know, David, if there's an actual rule on it. But I had unstoppable strike, which is a minus five reduced energy resistance to enemies. Uh, I then took penetrating attack, 
which you have to be a 12th level uh, fighter to take. And it allows me to ignore the first five points of all DR and all energy resistance. So it basically reduces all DR by five. And what's your question? Does that stack with my unstoppable strike? So do I ignore five points of physical damage, but then ten points of energy damage if I'm using an energy weapon? Because I have unstoppable strike, which is reduce enemy's energy resistance by five. Penetrating attack is ignore the first five points of energy resistance. So I, I think they could. There's something that says they yeah. don't stack. But. Sounds stackable to me uh, because they use two different words, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, two different verbs, um, specific over general. Uh, what do you think, David? Yeah, I mean, I, I would go that route. I'll go through the FAQs and the erratas. I know you love erratas, Joe. Just big in case fan, they, big, big fan of errata. <laughs> if they explicitly mention this not working, I'll let you know. But right. as I read it, I think it should work together. Great. I think it should, and I almost guarantee. That the errata eliminates your uh, ability to use it. <laughs> uh, it's called penetrating was attack. Like, this is broken! <laughs> uh, all right, we, that was the three characters that have uh, been the same characters from episode one. What about uh, Saiyan, PG, and Callum? I, I mean, I feel Who like I have so that? much... I... I, 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 I Oh, yeah, you, I mean, you've got a lot because you have been rebuilt like a six million dollar (laughs) man. Yeah. And I, I mean, I know I've been saying it a bunch that I've like, I have such a cool character. She's so cool. Like, just wait to see what she can do. And then like, you know, uh, you've said that for a while now. Yeah. And then I didn't, I didn't account for the fact (laughs) that, you you know, you keep saying it. I know I keep saying it because I have spent I've spent a hundred thousand credits on building this character, and I went for fun versus uh, perhaps like the optimized choice. You know, like the fucking getting—I don't know—I didn't get like the fucking dick ring of resistance or whatever people want me to get. Like, <laughs> fucking people were clamoring for that. Yeah. Like I don't they know. Wanted uh, that dick ring of fire they resistance, wanted a but real bad. You wouldn't, like, you wouldn't yeah. give in. Good for you, Eleanor. No, I, I got Stuck like to your I guns. got. The, I got cool stuff, but I'm, I I made her into an envoy because uh, we're never going to get to this anyway. So uh, PG was, you know, subjugated to a lot of weird shit with the drow. And uh, she was basically trained to become this demure pet. And therefore, I thought, like, that's so fucked up. She became a lot more charming than from what you remember. And it's, you know, clear that she's not that charming to any of you. But uh, so she's an envoy and she's going to buff the hell out of you because I feel like we needed buffers. And, yeah, that's cool. Um, and then, so I picked a bunch of cool envoy tricks, and I also um, uh, have some. And then I made her super augmented, augmented, augmented. You know that word. And mm-hmm. uh, and for number twelve, I chose improved Gedim uh, as her nice. improvisation. Oh, oh, it's a good one. Is it plus two? Uh, it, it's a plus two and it's a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, I think it's also like has a, wait, where the hell fuck is it? Uh, yeah, I had uh, an enemy improve, that had improved get him and I was like, that's pretty cool. Uh, as a standard action, yeah, you do plus two increases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a plus two, but I also have improved, um, uh, I have the clever, yeah, I have a bunch of cool things that I think is going to come up, but for, for number 12, I got that. Uh, which is, I think, is the cool the cool thing I for number twelve. Uh, but yeah, 
and uh, we'll see. We'll see what uh, what other stuff will come up in combat. Uh, she still has some stuff yet left, even though I did spend a lot of money uh, throwing a grenade that went nowhere last week. <laughs> uh, very cool, and obviously the the uh, the pet. Uh, nature of PG was alluded to in that flashback when we saw the mother drow like just yeah rubbing her hand on you yeah, yeah. um Callum uh it wasn't too exciting for witch warper I got another uh fourth level spell which is cool but I think the cooler thing is I got an additional alternative uh, or alternate outcome which is a special thing that I have, which I've used before to buff people, but basically I can, once a day, now twice a day, I can re-roll one attack, saving throw, ability check, or skill check that I attempt, or I can burn some RP and choose to use a reaction and lessen a critical hit against an ally to a normal hit. So, I've done that before, but it's like, you gotta use it at the right moment, so now I'll have two, two more for this whole adventure. Fuck. That's crazy, because like, you know, next combat, uh, assuming there is one, someone could crit early in the fight, and you're like, "Well, I, I can just negate that." But like, what if there are crits that are going to kill a character? Do you wait for that, or do you never get to? Uh, it's a tough call. But a really cool ability, uh, and we've already seen it uh, save Linnea. Um, of course, yeah. she then died. Seyan, uh, <laughs> say me. Seiyun, with this level up and with the uh, Tyrant's Grasp, what was that called? The uh, That's it. The Warlord, the Warlord, Warlord Stern. Warlord Stern <laughs> and the ability to uh, uh, Mark II Ability Crystal, uh, Ability Gem, that uh, had Meishun's name on it. Between those two and the level up, Seiyun got an additional like 46 skill points. So oh my god. She, she's just been able to max out several different things. Yes, because she now has a 26 intelligence with a plus 8 bonus. Wow. wow. Her dex is now a 22, which brings her CAC to 30 and her EAC to 29, which is really big. Incre- One second. Is this a level where all your ability scores go up as well? No, it is no. not. That would have How'd been you get no. the plus 8 from the 6? Yeah, from the plus 6 into the, the Whirlard Stone. Oh my god, 26 intelligence? <gasps> yes. Uh, so like You're that a smart cookie. Is now incredibly perspe- per- per- uh, perceptive and knows every language except for two on the list of like commonly known languages in the universe. Um, that That's also amazing. means seven first level spell slots, seven second level spell slots, six third level spell slots, five fourth level spell slots. So a lot of power in the battle coming up. It's like she leveled up she knew this was she was awakening at the right time when this thing came out of the sky when it showed up around the gate of the twelve suns she was activated and it's like she's fully awakening now I'm not going to talk about the new spells I get because it was so much fun unveiling baleful polymorph that way needless yeah. to say David will keep me honest on it but I will talk about an ability I never used before which really makes a technomancer different from a mage or a sorcerer it's the cash capacitor which is a technological item on a Technomancer's body that you can cast a spell into on a list of spells approved by him, and the duration will not expire for 24 hours. Until 12th level, my options were Detect Radiation, Disguise Self, Keen Senses, or Unseen Servant, which are all more or less not that useful. They're nice-to-haves, not great-to-haves. I have now added at 12th level 
spider climb into my cash capacitor. So for 24 hours, I can just climb anywhere. And I love that mobility. I could have added like lesser resistant armor, which would have given me like DR5 or dark vision. But I love the idea that Seiyang can just go up on the walls whenever she wants now. So very cool. Very cool level up for me. I'm very excited. Cool. Yeah, that is uh, very cool. And when you think back to how you found Seiyun, Seiyun was like a, a, a new version. It's almost like an improved, perfected version. Like Meishun was uh, uh, version whatever, 2.0, 3.0, whatever. And now this is, and you're unlocking all these new abilities. You're you're superhuman. Um, very, very cool. So when you think about the the grand scheme of things right now where the situation is you are about to attempt to save the galaxy but will most likely perish in doing so seems to be the only option according to Osteth you understand what the situation is you had a choice if you could get to the bridge and take over the Empire of Bones, you could drive it directly into the stellar generator and destroy it. But it would destroy all of you as well. This is the last rest of your life. Last rest of your life. This is some of you have been adventuring together for a while. Ever since Absalom Station, Friss, Dax, Kreska met there on that same shuttle that landed in uh, Bay 51, I think, when the guy, Durvor Kiel, was like, over here, and then... Definitely poof. was not 51. 95? 90, 96? 94? 94? 96. Bay 94? Whatever it was bay it was. Right? <laughs> I'll Whatever let you know. bay it was... <laughs> San Francisco Bay, it could have been. The point is, you've been together for a while, and you understand what's ahead. What are you guys talking about on your last night? I'm thinking about, like, the, the last, you know, penultimate Game of Thrones when they're sitting around the <laughs> fire. You know, it's that. This is your moment like that for these characters. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Cool. Kreska takes some time to meditate. So she, for a moment, for a little while, she's just going to be off to the side, just very quietly sitting, trying to reach out, make contact with the music of the spheres, which she found when she was in the prison cell for all of those years, for those 16 years where she had no contact with any living being, but then eventually, through the kind of solitude-driven madness, she eventually touched the void and made contact with something, and she's trying to get a sense of that once again. Um, Callum goes over to um, Dr. Friss and he says um, hey doc um, I have a question do you remember yes, boy, you. remember when we had to big blue eyes looking at you hey <laughs> <laughs> um, remember nice eyes remember when we had to share uh, that room back on the Sarissa when Dax was playing bi- playing too loud and, and you couldn't sleep and you were complaining and I said you could sleep in my room and then we had we shared that room um, I, I just wanted to tell you I wasn't eavesdropping but I was awake because I was thinking about some stuff 
and I, you were talking in your sleep. And um, I was just wondering if, if you knew um, a, a guy named Mr. Hush. Yes. I know Mr. Hush. Why? Um, because I, I also, well, I worked for him. Well, I didn't work for him. Um, yeah, I knew him too. And, um, you just sounded really scared in your, I think you're having a nightmare or something. And you said his name. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that, uh, uh, he's, he's actually dead. He's dead. Hush is dead. Yeah, I killed him accidentally. How? You'd killed him? I think I did. I don't actually really remember. I just got so mad. And I was so fed up of being pushed around and beaten. And I just wanted out. And um, I don't, I kind of blacked out. And it's happened before. And that's kind of how I discovered my powers. But I didn't know how to control it and I was on a ship and then I I don't know has made a lot of people feel that way including me but no one ever has been able to do what you say you've done are you sure did you see a body uh, yeah, I pushed it out of the airlock. That should do it. Well, what was left of it? There was no lot left of it. There is some strength in you. I just want to make wish. sure. Was he bad guy? He was a bad guy, right? <laughs> like I didn't do he something. Was... <laughs> Boy, he was the worst guy there was in the whole packed world. There was nobody worse than him. Don't feel any ounce of remorse for what you've done. You've done a great, good thing. (laughs) Now I feel okay. I feel okay going to the end with you. He like grabs you by your shoulders. He said, you're the boy who killed us. Together we go to the end. (laughs) <laughs> At least we live after us. <laughs> Good yeah. job. Thank you. Uh, and Dr. Friss, I think you're a great doctor, and I I trust you. So um, uh, thank you for being my doctor also. Well, you are. You're a good patient. Very good. <laughs> ah, she's dead <laughs> killed by Boyu <laughs> I did see that one coming <sighs> I only wish that the twins had been dead too oh thing one thing two yeah they yeah they were too you killed them too <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what started the whole thing I, I hit one so hard and then the other one hit me so hard uh, and then I just lost it. But yeah, I kind of obliterated. I blew a <laughs> hole in the ship. I just destroyed it. 
And he just starts laughing. He's just like rolling around on the ground, just like pounding his little fists into the, into the plating of the floor. And Callum just loses it too. Callum is crying, laughing, doesn't even know what to do. He's never seen Frisk like this. These people, they're legendary. It's a bit terrified. Everyone in the whole park world, and you killed all three. <laughs> oh, they beat me up so bad. They hurt me all the time. Uh, they, <laughs> they are, are they so do. terrible. They, they are terrible. They, oh, they killed. They hurt so many people. I hated them. I hated them so much. <laughs> I hated doing. I had no idea. Ah, boy. And he's like grabbing his cheeks, and it's just like, then it's like pounding his fists on his shoulders, and it's just like, ah. Oh, I wish we had some Akatoni or brandy or something right now. Oh, if ever a moment called for it. Or even some of your, uh, what you call it, your uh, mountain stream. Oh. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. This calls for toast. <laughs> well, if somehow we defy all the odds and pull through, little boy, you, these first rounds on me don't you worry <laughs> oh. 55 just... episodes ago is when <laughs> we saw that moment when Callum mm-hmm. first appeared and he's been sitting with that the whole time yeah. good to know it's the last rest <laughs> <laughs> yeah time to get it out <laughs> but I mean how brutal for Frisk because Frisk has been running his whole life and only now finds out he doesn't have to run anymore. And it's too late. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why he didn't had few compunctions about giving up, sacrificing his life right now, because his life is is sort of worthless because he just always feels like he has to be on the run. Now, realizing that that isn't true anymore, he could have a life now, something more of a of a fulfilling life, but it's too late. He thinks. Wow. Anybody else do anything on their final sleep? Uh, I think Seiyun kind of pops her head around the corner while Dax is like working on his new weapon and like figuring it out. And she says... I'm sorry to interrupt your preparations, Dax. But when the captain shared her memories with me, I saw many an occasion where you protected Mei Shun in the past, including in the hideout of the Devourers, where she met her untimely end. Were you friends? What kind of person was Mei Shun before... She died. Uh, Dax is... He's not working on it. He's sitting down, and he's got his hands resting, uh, palms up on both of his knees. The spear is just laying across his hands, and he's just looking at it, almost completely still, and slightly rolling it back and forth across his knuckles, and just scanning it the length of it as you come around the corner and he turns his head up and seems to be snapped out of a thought and he looks at you and says there were 
only a few I met after leaving Astral Extractions. A few, the captain included, and Dr. Friss, that ever saw me as anything other than a worker. And it was very good. She was a good person, though I hesitate to define anyone. I learned a great deal from another friend who you may not know. His name was Qualo, and we we were in a band together. (laughs) (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) And uh, we really rock. We. (laughs) I only recently grew to love music, and he explained to me a lot about what lyrics meant, and he liked to talk about the great stories within lyrics. And I understood, I think, more than about the person of Meishan. She was troubled, I think, in the same way that I was. Or M. We both were manipulated. We both were used by powerful people to do their bidding with very little free will of our own. But we both broke free of that. Qualo, he... He had his freedom for a long time. And... He got into a lot of trouble... But he also, he also got out of it too and made something of himself. And I, I have a lot of respect for both of them. I don't know you very well, Seyun. Why is it that you are willing to give your life for this? I don't know. Before I explain the why I am, I just want to let you know that I'm jealous of you and of Qualo and Meishan. Even though you said you had troubles, you also said that you learned things about yourself and about others through your experiences. I've only been awake for a few days. Most things that are only awake that long toddlers and taken care of by others. Parents or a community around them and that here I am fully formed and killing things alongside you all who seem to be better than the things I'm killing. So that's why I'm jealous of you. That's why I'm okay moving forward. I saw in the memories that Kreska shared with me and sometimes when I close my eyes kind of pauses for a second there. Sometimes when I close my eyes, I see what the cult of the devourer 
was aimed at, which is absolution through oblivion, a cleansing of everything wrong with life by its elimination. I myself have no right to exist. In fact, before my existence, I existed in the nothingness that they are trying to place upon the entire universe against its will. And as I look down at my hands and across at your eyes, I just think about how strange it is to be anything at all. And I'm glad that I am. And I think if I can do something to help other people be and exist, I'd like to. That's all. There's a song about that. (laughs) It brings a memory to mind. How strange it is to be anything at all. It is a very clear, someone has said this before. It is what I love about music. This shared understanding of what we can't express in mere words. An emotional journey beyond the simple and into the complex. I spent, though I've been around many more years than you, I spent nearly all of them devoid of any growth, of any emotional learning. But something happened to me and I started to understand. I started to learn something different. And then he spins, or not spins, but lifts the spear up and turns it vertically and then puts it down and looks up at it. I can just imagine it's so big. And as he's sitting, looking up at this huge magical spear, he's just, (laughs) this itself is, I'm sitting here thinking, who held this before me? There must be an incredible story. And now I hold it. And only some months ago, I was hauling cargo for astral extractions. No hope of ever doing anything else. And when I say no hope, I mean no hope. There wasn't a thought of it. It didn't exist. They did something to me. They removed my understanding of what could be. Just as the cult of the devourer attempts to remove the understanding of all that can be. That is why I'm here. As Seiyun hears this from Dax and thinks about someone else holding onto something and what does that mean now and does this item take on a new identity now that someone else holds it? Does it lose what happened in the past? Seiyun looks at Dax and says, Thank you for speaking with me and giving me some peace before this all started. Um, Whereas you may have some difficulty feeling emotions from what you've told me I have a difficulty in feeling them all too strongly 
And she's just woken up and she's thinking about all these things and feeling these adult emotions that she'd never dealt with. And it's probably more shocking than waking up on the thing. And she just says, excuse me, Dex, I, um, I need to rest. Okay. And he goes back to just looking at this weapon and staring silently, his head barely moving. But there's a million thoughts running through his head. And Seiyun is actually like in a darkest corner possible and just sobbing. Meanwhile, Kreska continues to meditate silently throughout all of this. What about PG? PG um, sits solemnly. She's very frail. She's very old. You can see the age of like this super old body, but she's so um, mixed with robotics at this point that she's. It just looks weird to see this crooked person. But she's observing everyone, and she is, despite watching Seon crying in a corner, uh, she feels tremendous amounts of sympathy. She's watching uh, Dr. Friss and Callum laughing <laughs> on the floor. She's watching Kreska med- meditating, and she's watching Dax having this moment with his sword. And, and uh, she starts crying because she thinks about the fact that um, throughout all this torture she was through, the only thing that kept her going was this love. Uh, love for these people that she didn't even remember. Like, there was no memory of it. and They, they removed all those memories, but uh, she had it inside of her all the time. And I think she, at, you know, maybe at breakfast the next day or something, when there's a moment to talk to all of them, she will want to say that, I've been through hell. I, uh, I've... S- I've seen a lot throughout my years. I've been through two lifetimes and they were both terrible for me. But I believe the only reason why I'm here is because of you. You're the only family I've ever had. Your love transcended the entire universe. Quite literally, you transcended time, the timeline. You And... Uh, it sounds morbid, but I am happy to be back to see this to the end with you. Um, I'm happy that we can do this together. Even with my new my new friends, Callum and Seyun. We can do this. I still have hope in all of you. Because I think at the end of the day, love is what will, will carry us through. But if nothing else... Captain, let's blow them up. Yes. We have been given a great gift. Even in this darkest hour, we have a common purpose. Not many people get that across this great universe. But we have it. And we may use it to save all life as we know it. May we keep that in mind as we face the horrors ahead. And we fade from the captain's speech to the six of you, armored and suited up, 
new weapons, new gear, new augmentations, new everything, new powers skulking through the hallways on your way back to the trophy room. And you get back there. What do you do? Did we search the bodies? You didn't. Um, <laughs> I don't think they have anything on them. Those, uh, yeah, they had the black things that they used up. Yeah, nothing on. Them. Oh, right, they're monks. Yeah. They don't. Have yeah, shit. they're ascetic, so probably yeah. didn't have a lot of witches <laughs> on them. Um, Was the four trophies not enough? <laughs> I touch Callum touch one casting grave grave words uh, and he just says like where's the where's the leader grave What's his words name? I, f- I forgot his name he told us his name didn't he Captain Gurdnashal Gurdnashal yes where's Gurdnashal I grabbed the monk by his head I wonder if grave words works Wait, isn't- on an undead Oh, interesting. It's a corpse. Uh, I force a touched corpse to talk to me. Um, this just sounds so abusive, what you're doing. Huh? No, it's fine. It's also, uh, is there a save associated with it? There's a 10% no. chance that the information is actually useful. Yeah, it's, just a can- knew, it's just a cantrip, I, folks. I remember, we're having fun. I remember when you brought <laughs> this up before, fun. you were like, it's just a cantrip. I knew there was something ah. that made it like very hard to work. Ah, here we go. A corpse must have a mouth or means speak in order for the spell to function. Check. And the spell doesn't affect a corpse that has been turned into an undead creature. Being a spellcaster against undead (laughs) is fucking useless. You can't do cool spells, and you can't even do useless spells for fun flavor, because it doesn't work. (laughs) It is. I recommend growing claws, because that's basically the only thing I've been able to do in this book. Claws looks at his hands. I don't know. I don't have time. I, my fingernails don't grow that fast. <laughs> you have uh, what looks like three sets of doors. The big double doors uh, that have been uh, barricaded uh, in the fore section and then uh, in the port and starboard up these platforms are other doors. Captain, I suggest we go to the port side. Very well. Is there any way to... So is the barricade like a a crude barricade of stuff that's been put in front of it? Or no, it's, been it's kind like of the second sealed. door. Uh, Forest Moon of Endor doors. <laughs> the second doors. You do see uh, what looks like a disc-shaped slot uh, below a computer screen. Um, so, Doctor, yeah. could you investigate these, this door? With pleasure, Captain. Uh, I'm going to do... I'll do a trap check. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Um, that is... 46. And was that a computer's check? No, that was was just a perception. Just a perception, yeah. It doesn't appear to be uh, trapped. Okay. Uh, and then I will do a computer's check, and that is a... That is a 40. All right. Uh, it does look hackable. Um, probably 
very difficult, uh, but you're a stud. However, you don't think you can even access it until you get whatever needs to go into that slot. It's uh, this, like, circular disc, uh, but thicker than, like, a CD. Something needs to be input to even try to access the system. Perhaps a laser disc. Yes. It's not a compact disc. Yes. It's more of a laser disc. All right. To the port we go. As Captain Case says that, all of the monitors on the four section spring to life. You hear static in your ears. And a dimly lit shadow sort of walks towards the camera. And you see uh, just a shadowed face of a Vesk. In your comm units, you hear the same voice that addressed you in the Grav train station. <gasps> the voice of Captain Gerd Nashal. Whoa. I must say, this is truly impressive. Sadly, your altruistic journey ends here. Once I was made aware of your presence, I had my team search the infosphere for information on you all. It came up rather easily. All of a sudden, all the screens switch and you see your appearance on Good Morning Glipglorp. You see headline newspapers about the Driftark 5 returning from the Acreon. All this stuff that you did publicly when you were trying to avoid the limelight. It appears that some of you are well known for your deeds, though all of your lives are shrouded in mystery. However, you, Captain Kreska, are the most interesting of all, it seems. How fitting for you to meet your demise at my hands, since, in many ways, I owe a part of my current existence to you. I will honor your sacrifice by allowing you to join me. I only wish I could offer the same to the others like you who were used as a means to an end. What is the meaning of this, Captain? I have no idea what you're talking about. A long tongue like slithers out of the vest's mouth as he licks his lips again moving in the shadows of the screen. What's everybody else doing while this is going on? Perception check. I'm watching the doors. I'm checking all the exits. These monitors are on the wall around the double barricaded door to the north? Yes. What about Seiyun? Uh... 
Um, jeez, God, there's so many things I could be doing to get ready for whatever's going to come out of the door. Um, what? Say Yun will spread out further, fan out, and um, attempt to have um, a view. God, where's a good place to be? Where's a good place to be? She'll stand. Your time is up. She'll stand uh, <laughs> towards the. Uh, is that port? Uh, the, the east side of the map, as we're looking at it right now, and uh, because the forest moon of Endor doors probably aren't going to open, so she'll be ready on this side in case someone comes in. Okay. I want to say I rolled a 32 on my perception check. Callum is like feeling the ground like earthbender style, trying to determine which exit or entrance anybody is like moving towards. He's listening. Okay. So everyone's just kind of perceiving and looking around and spreading out. Callum, you don't sense any movement whatsoever. PG? Uh, PG's, uh, I would like to uh, uh, PD to stay with Kreska and she... Um can sense sort of the distress and puts a hand on Kreska's shoulder um, to like a, a calming hand on her shoulder. Uh, so Dax say, will move yeah. to the. Oh, Dax, sorry, go ahead. No, no, Dax moves where? He moves to the port door where he was going to walk through. Uh, and he just. I, I'm assuming he's up there when like the monitors turn on and start to. Uh, so uh, he'll also just roll a perception um, just to see if there's any imminent danger coming. Uh, there's a. A twenty-one. Okay, so less than Callum. You yeah, do get even get the same sense. So you say, what is the meaning of this, Captain? Yes. Yes, I suppose it is fitting. You now know. You see, in my former life, I was the head of an organization in the Vescarium that did not agree with the signing of the Absalom Pact. How could a superpower like the Viscarium kneel before weaker planets when we were at the height of our power? So others, like me, dissatisfied with our toothless government, looked for alternatives, and we found the perfect allies in another aggrieved party. The corpse fleet. The deal was quite simple. We would send them the bodies of those slain in battle in exchange for their support. Their army would grow, and once the time was right, we would join forces to wage war against the Vesk, overthrow the government, and take back the Vescarium. Our plan was not without problems, though, for we discovered an agent in our midst working with another group to try and expose us. Freedom fighters, they called themselves. (laughs) Freedom. I still laugh when I think of the irony. This group, they acted in the shadows And they were good, but we were better. They could hide, yes, but their families could not. So we abducted one member from each person's family that we could find and threw them into a maximum security prison as hostages 
to smoke them out. We erased their lives and pinned horrible crimes on them that would force their families into ruin so that even when they were released years later, all their lives would be forfeit. Lives like yours, Crescaletha Docvadoro. What? A futuristic, like, mugshot image pops up on the screen of you, Kreska, from the past when you were incarcerated with your name, several other bits of information, your height, your weight, your eye color, along with a bunch of other photos of other mostly Vesk men and women similarly incarcerated, falsely incarcerated. You see, had your parents and their cohorts succeeded in their plan to expose my operation, why their names would be known throughout recorded history as having stopped my reign. The Docvadoro name and the names of all these families we destroyed would be known. But instead, you have brought irrevocable ruin to them and to yourself. And of course, over the years, in all my dealings with the corpse fleet, I came to realize the true beauty of undeath. The Vesk steps into frame and frame and you just see this undead Vesk man with like skin falling off his face and this long purple tongue with like pincers on the end of it just lapping all around as he's talking. What good is power, Captain, when it's only temporary? Now look at us. Just two captains on opposite sides of the fence. But the powerful will always destroy the weak. And soon the corpse fleet shall rule the galaxy. And we'll see you next week. You <laughs> <laughs> God. It's really happening. <laughs> Time is now. Game. Wow, this captain is like really breaking the fourth wall. Is it taking you guys out of it too? It's confusing when he does it. He's just trying to get in your head. He's in my head. Don't let him in your head. No, no, no. Good night, everybody. Oh, night. Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017.
Dead Suns and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.